Chapter 4 Climate So in this chapter, we will read about the weather condition of a country. So you will always hear these two words, climate and weather. Usually these two words are used in the same context, but the meanings are slightly different. So in simple terms, weather is momentary. For example, how's the weather this morning? What is the weather in the evening? Did it rain last night? Or is it going to be warm tomorrow? So these examples are in context to knowing a weather. Now climate is the sum total of weather. What I mean by that is, for example, how is the weather of so and so hill station during January, February or March month? So you see, I'm referring to a longer duration of time. So a climate of a particular place has not been formed in a one, two or three days basis. It has been formed over a longer period of time. And that's how people clearly refer to it saying that hill stations are good during so and so month or the right time to go to Goa is so and so month. So I hope you got the differentiation between climate and weather. Now what are the elements that decide the weather and a climate of a particular place? They are temperature, atmospheric pressure, wind humidity and precipitation. So do remember these four things. It can come as an MCQ in some exam. So India has a climate that is of monsoon type, meaning rainfall. And we know that India is also an agrarian country, which means agricultural country. So a good agriculture has a direct relation with monsoon climate. So now you can easily understand why India has a monsoon climate. So don't forget the relation. So usually this type of climate is found in South and Southeast Asia. That is the advantage as well as a disadvantage staying next to the oceans and sea. So advantage being good for agriculture, and disadvantage is because of floods, tsunamis and other water disasters. So remember the four elements that we read about which determines the weather and climatic condition of a country. Not just a country or a place too, for that matter. So let us briefly talk about these two elements called the temperature and precipitation. And the meaning of precipitation is rainfall only but not just rainfall, even snowfall comes under this. So anything like drizzle, rain, snow, so all of this collectively falls under precipitation. Now needless to say that climatic and weather condition of a particular place varies and it also varies from season to season as well. And one good example could be in terms of Rajasthan and Jammu and Kashmir. Rajasthan boils sometimes taking it to 50 degrees Celsius at some parts. Where else we know there is snow in Jammu and Kashmir and sometimes the temperature can hover up to 20 degrees Celsius. And then we have the coastal sites such as Thiruvananthapuram where it can be extreme humid. And on the other hand, at night we have places called Dras that is again in Jammu and Kashmir that can go as low as minus 45 degrees Celsius. So these are good examples in uh, testifying the fact that weather and climate changes from place to place and season to season. You need to understand the precipitation element a bit. Remember, as I said that snowfall and rainfall both comes under precipitation. And I say that because in the upper parts of Himalaya, you will mostly find snowfall. Of course, it rains as well, but it's very less. On the other hand, the rest of the country receives rainfall. You'll not find snowfall in any other region of our country. And we have a solid annual range of rainfall from 10 centimeter to 400 centimeter. You should definitely look at this map and memorize few locations such as Meghalaya. Ladakh and Western Rajasthan because these are some prime places where either the rainfall or the precipitation is extremely low or high and then we also have the coastal region which are absolutely nearer to the sea now always remember this factual thing about coastal areas there you will experience less seasonal rhythm of temperature the meaning of seasonal rhythm is we have a four weather system right summer winter autumn and monsoon 
and pretty much the entire year is divided into four quarters in three months each. I mean, what used to be now, it has dramatically changed because of climate change. So what I'm trying to say is that if you live in the interior of the country, that is far away from coastal or sea, you will actually get to witness what is winter season, what is summer season, what is monsoon. But if you're in the coastal region, you will be constantly facing the wind from the sea. So the seasonal rhythm experience is very less. Either it will be extremely humid, humidity, or it will be extreme rainfall. Because the sea is right there in front of you, <laughs> it will not go anywhere. And due to these variations, it has given rise to variety in lives of people, in terms of the food they eat, the clothes they wear, and the kind of houses they live in. Now let's read about the climatic controls. So always remember, the climate of any place has six major controls. They are latitude, altitude, pressure and wind system, distance from the sea, ocean currents and relief features. So why latitude is one of the options? Latitude is the horizontal line and longitude is the vertical line. So you see equator is a latitude, right? And it's very warm at the equator because the sun rays falls directly on the equator. And as we move away from the equator, in both southern and northern hemisphere, we'll notice a change in the climatic condition. That is the temperature decreases. Because in this region, the sun rays do not fall directly. So that's the role of the latitude. And the second reason is altitude. The meaning of altitude is height. As you go higher and higher up, there the atmosphere becomes less dense and temperature decreases. That's why you'll see the hilly areas and the mountainous regions are much cooler than the plains. And the third reason is the pressure and wind system. So by pressure, we mean the high pressure and low pressure and wind is the natural breeze. And it is due to this change in the pressure and wind system, rainfall and temperature is affected. And always remember, land heats faster than sea. And due to this temperature pattern, it affects the rainfall. And we'll read about it going forward. And the fourth topic is ocean currents. If you have visited any coastal area, you will receive a lot of humidity and wind. And this is majorly due to ocean currents. It's because of the sea, water, tide and waves. They constantly come towards the shore and bring along a lot of breeze and wind. And because of this continuous flow of wind, it affects the climate of the coastal area. And the last point is relief. And by relief, we mean the plateaus, mountains, etc. So these physical barriers also play a major role because these high mountains act as a barrier for cold or hot wind. One fine example is the Himalayas. They protect us majorly from the cold winds coming from the Arctic. So I hope now you are well versed with the climatic controls. There's a video in my playlist that I want you to watch and the name is high pressure and low pressure systems. The link to the video is down in the description. So in this video, you will understand everything about high and low pressure systems. So please make sure you watch it. Now we'll read about the Indian monsoon. The climate of India is strongly influenced by monsoon winds. And even history tells us that the sailors who came to India has witnessed this monsoon. So you see how the word history and climate has been used together in this paragraph. So this is what I was telling you in the beginning of the chapter. That the climate of a particular place is decided over a long period of time. So here we are talking about hundreds of years. The monsoons are experienced in the tropical area roughly between 20 degree north and 20 degree south. So this region that is 20 degree north in the northern hemisphere and 20 degree south in the southern hemisphere is called as the tropical region. And here the sun rays fall directly on the surface of the earth. Because after 20 degree north the Tropic of Cancer starts and 20 degree south the Tropic of Capricorn starts. And that region is called subtropical region. So about the monsoons we have to understand few facts or rather say mechanism. They are, first, the differential heating and cooling of land and water. As I've said before that 
land heats faster than water and because of this differential heating and cooling it creates a low pressure on the landmass of india and the seas around us that is the arabian sea and the bay of bengal they will have high pressure and always remember wind moves from high pressure to low pressure so when the low pressure is happening on the landmass the air moves from high pressure that is the sea area towards the land area and this causes rainfall and the second mechanism is the shift of the position of intertropical convergence zone which is called ITCZ so this zone is a low pressure zone which moves from from the equator to the subtropical region and again back and for this i have another video in my playlist and you should better watch that link to that video is in the description below please make sure you watch that and you'll have a nice understanding of what ITCZ means and the third mechanism is the presence of the high pressure area that is east of madagascar i hope you know where madagascar is so it's near the indian ocean and towards the eastern side of africa so this is a landmass right and that too in a complete tropical region again this landmass gets heated very fast and due to the heating of this landmass it affects the monsoon of our country because if you see it strategically lies in the path of the southwestern winds which is also the monsoon wind for us and the fourth mechanism is due to the tibetan plateau that gets intensely heated during summer and due to this it causes strong vertical air currents and you must also understand that it is 9 kilometers above sea level so there will be very very less moisture and the fifth mechanism is the movement of the westerly jet stream to the north of the himalaya so what do we mean by jet streams they are fast flowing narrow air currents found in the upper atmosphere so if you go high up in the atmosphere there's a thin air that keeps on flowing from one place to another and they are continuous so these are called jet stream so if you stand outside on the road you may feel a little bit of wind or you may not feel anything so that is the typical nature of the wind right some place it's windy some place there is no wind or there is very less wind but these westerly jet streams are constant they continuously flow because there are no barriers in the atmosphere so if you go up high in the atmosphere around the indian peninsula region there you will find an easterly jet stream you know thin layer of air moving from west to east so this jet stream is also very crucial in determining the monsoon in our country so these were the few mechanism that causes the monsoons in our country they are important from examination point of view so just try to understand them in a visual form with respect to what you feel naturally in the environment i mean what you notice in the summer and winter and, and try to compare with these mechanisms so this is how you will understand so now we'll read about the onset of the monsoon meaning we will see the mechanism behind the arrival of monsoon i have made my own little note so i will be reading from that those who wish to read from the book please pause and read so the duration of monsoon in india is between 100 to 120 days that is 4 months to be exact and which starts from june to mid september we all know when monsoon comes it starts with a drizzle and then there is a sudden increase in rainfall and it continues constantly for several days so this change from drizzle to sudden increase in the rainfall is called monsoon burst so the monsoon in our country is generally due to the southwestern wind now when i say southwestern side kerala is the only state that lies at the tip of the peninsula which is also in the southwestern region therefore kerala is the first state to witness monsoon at this time and then the monsoon wind divides into two branches the arabian sea branch and the bay of bengal branch now exactly after the 10th day the arabian sea branch reaches mumbai so 10th of june is the time when mumbai witnesses rain Now try to understand this the wind the monsoon wind comes from southwestern region so the diagonally opposite side is northeastern region therefore at the first week of the june the bay of bengal branch reaches assam and it starts raining in assam 
So till now we have seen 1st of the June it rains in Kerala and then it goes straight to Assam. Then exactly on the 10th of June it rains in Mumbai and then by mid-June the Arabian Sea branch of the monsoon arrives over Saurashtra Kutch region which is in Gujarat and the central part of the country. Now the Ganga plain in our country is a low pressure land and it is in the interior region of peninsula. Hence the low pressure area attracts the wind naturally. Therefore the Arabian Sea and the Bay of Bengal branch merges over the northwestern part of the Ganga plain. Due to this by the end of June Delhi receives monsoon shower. And then by the first week of July Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Haryana and eastern Rajasthan experiences monsoon. And then by mid-July it reaches a little above in Himachal Pradesh and the rest of the country receives rainfall. So this was the flowing mechanism of southwestern wind or the monsoons in India. And now we'll read about the withdrawal or the retreat of the monsoon. Now from September onwards the monsoon in India begins to exit and it starts from northwestern states. Now if you see the regions around northwestern side of the subcontinent, areas like Baluchistan, Hindu Kush, Jammu and Kashmir, these places are extremely cold during winters and after monsoon season it is generally the winter season and we have read this before in geography many times as to why the northern hemisphere is cold during winters because the position of earth rather I would say the inclination of earth in the northern hemisphere is away from the sun side as a result the southern hemisphere is exposed to the sun more than the northern hemisphere the sun rays do not fall directly on the northern hemisphere and this makes that region cold now as a result because of this in the southern hemisphere the ocean water the sea water gets heated up quickly and we have read before due to differential heating pattern of land and water a pressure system is created so now the water body is much warmer than the land and due to this a low pressure is created on the water body and the land surface is cold because of winter hence high pressure is there and we also have read that wind moves from high pressure to low pressure and this is the reason the monsoon wind moves from north to south taking away the monsoon slowly from the northwestern to the northeastern side and then to the southern side of the peninsula that's why you will witness rain in parts of Chennai in December. I hope the entry and exit of the monsoon wind in India is much clear to you now. Now let's read about the distribution of rainfall. So in India only the western coast and the northeastern India receives heavy rainfall. We are talking about 400 cm of rainfall annually. Just look at this map and you will be able to see what I mean. Now the areas that have the opposite that is low rainfall are Rajasthan, Gujarat, Haryana, Punjab, interior states of Deccan Plateau, Leh and JNK, so these are the areas that have very less rainfall. So now that we have covered the minimum and the extreme, rest of the country receives moderate rainfall. So have a look at the map and you can pretty much figure out which are the areas that receive moderate rainfall. Now snowfall is restricted to the Himalayan region only. Now generally the areas that receive high rain will also face floods. That's why you see the coastal region of Tamil Nadu, Mumbai, Goa, Kerala, they receive floods too if the rainfall is very high. And on the northeastern states of Meghalaya and Assam, they receive flood due to the flow of Brahmaputra River. We have read in previous chapters that how Brahmaputra River floods the area of Assam and Meghalaya. Now the areas that have less rainfall, they'll generally face drought. So I hope you understand the connection. So the next topic we are going to read about is the seasons. We have already read this that India has a monsoon type of climate. But we also need to understand that we also have a distinct seasonal pattern. What does it mean? It means that we also have other seasons like summer, winter and autumn. And I've also told us before that the coastal areas do not experience much variation in temperature. 
So if you go to a coastal area, all you can see is rainfall or very high humidity. You will rarely see the seasonal pattern or the rhythm of the seasons because you will be constantly facing the winds coming from the sea. So hardly there is a change in season. So four types of seasons are identified in India. They are the cold, hot weather season, advancing monsoon and the retreating monsoon. Let's read about each of them in brief. First is the cold weather season which is also called winter. So this weather starts from mid-November in northern India and stays till February. So you can easily recollect this time by imagining your winter holidays in school. December and January are the coldest month. The temperature decreases from south to north. So this is also called latitudinal change. If you remember in the beginning of the chapter we read what are the factors that control the weather of a place? So in that question one of the reason was latitudinal change that is the horizontal line. The vertical line is called the longitude. The horizontal line is called the latitude. So as we move away from equator both in northern and southern hemisphere the temperature starts to decrease. So during winter season the northeast trade winds prevail over the country. They blow from land to sea. So the reason it's cold in the north at this time is because of the cold winds that are generated in the arctic circle. Because the sun rays do not fall directly over the North Pole and South Pole area. So what happens is all the cold wind that are generated at these region, they move towards the equator. And as a result, what happens, these cold wind, when they start coming from the Arctic, they are hugely protected by the Himalayan barrier. And some of the winds that passes by from the northeastern part, those are the winds that go towards the southern region and these are responsible for rainfall in winter season. Now this winter rainfall is important for the cultivation of rabi crops. Always remember rabi crops are crops which are grown during the winter season and kharif crops are the one which are grown during regular monsoon that is before a winter season and some of the rabi crops are wheat, barley and mustard. So this was all about the cold weather season. Now let's read about the hot weather season which is also called summer. Now it is typically because of the northward movement of the sun. The global heat belt shifts northward. Now what it means is when you look at earth revolving around the sun during this time the northern hemisphere of the earth that is the region above the equator it is slightly tilted towards the sun. So as a result the northern hemisphere receives more sunshine direct rays of the sun so this causes the northern region to heat more hence we witness summer. So summer begins in March and stays till May. Now if you look at the weather of the countries that are below the equator countries like Brazil, South Africa, Australia they have just got over with their summer season. There the summer season starts in November and lasts till February. And during those time we know in northern hemisphere we have winter season. So I hope you now understand it much better. In peninsular India temperature remains low due to the moderating influence of the ocean. Though if you see the entire subcontinent is above the equator and we all should be expecting summer. But then if you see the peninsula region, it is surrounded by water from three sides. So this water plays an important role in controlling the temperature of the peninsula India. Now the summer month experience rising temperature and falling air pressure. So in summer what happens, the land mass gets heated faster than the water bodies. Now due to this differential pattern of heating, air pressure is created and we have read this before that land mass gets heated faster and hence a low pressure zone is created and on the other hand water bodies develop high pressure zone and then by the end of May when summer comes to an end this low pressure zone which is created in the land mass it attracts the wind coming from the high pressure zone 
that is from the sea body and when the wind particles that move from the sea towards the land mass they carry small water particles which bursts and causes shower and what comes after summer season we have monsoon season so the monsoon wind that comes from the southwestern region that is from the arabian sea they bring rain to our country and that's why you'll see places like kerala and karnataka they'll receive the pre-monsoon shower just after the end of the summer season and always remember kerala is the first country to receive rainfall at this time now the remaining topics like the advancing monsoon which is also known as the southwest monsoon and the retreating monsoon which is also known as the northeast monsoon we have read about this both so i'm not going to cover it again instead i want you to watch this video which i will be pasting the link in the description this video is going to sum up these two topics and it will be easy for you to understand and the last topic of this chapter is monsoon as a unifying bond so this is a topic which you can face in the examination or you can also be asked to write an essay on therefore it is easy as well as important to cover this up so you have to understand that the indian landscape its animal plants life that is flora and fauna they all are dependent on the monsoon so being in the tropical region we have tropical rainforest as well as tropical deciduous forest and the lush greenery of these forests have to be maintained through the arrival of the monsoon and coming to the second point India is an agrarian country which means more than 50% of its population engaged in agriculture therefore the agricultural calendar depends hugely on monsoon because if there is no sufficient water agriculture can get affected and the third point is the life of the people including the festivities revolve around this phenomenon and finally because of monsoon our river valley gets replenished and this is very important because many of the peninsula rivers they usually rely on rainfall unlike the himalayan rivers so if there is monsoon it will provide water for human consumption and agricultural need so these are some of the points that comes under the topic monsoon as a unifying bond and with this we have come to an end of this chapter i hope you found this video informative if you enjoyed these videos and see a purpose behind what them please like the video and comment down below until then catch you guys later and talk to you guys on the next one peace